organs condition, you know, di digestive, you know, tract. You can check liver, stomach, intestines, and in bladder maybe. But back shoe, you know, everything connected to shoe point, you know, all the organs, you can tell. Then, what told you the point? They, uh, Isidaka very often use, always use what told you the point. Michael Max, and this is Geological. Most of what I set out to do does not get accomplished. The undrunk tea, the hat I imagine to be sportingly dapper, the leftovers lingering forgotten in the refrigerator, the thousands of good intentions, all the ways I was going to make a difference, I trade it for sitting with the sleeping cats who never make any bones about their contentment. I'm thinking it's time to start fewer projects, give things a pass, put to rest that my internal self-worth is tied to something tangible in the world, or simply come to a sort of contentment that there are not enough days in a human life to fit in all of our desires. Perhaps it's better to set out with too little. Trust that empty pockets are not empty potential. Travel lighter and know better what is essential than what's wishful thinking. I've been told that consumerism is an illness and, beyond that, a manipulation. Perhaps, but in the end, I do think it comes down to knowing something of what is essential. And that is a more difficult discernment because if you ask anyone, they'll probably tell you it's better to have a little more than a little less, at least if they're honest. I think that's what they'll tell you. It's better to have undrunk tea than no tea. Better to have an extra pair of shoes if you're fond of the style. Better too many people clamoring for a spot on your table than too few. And that more options is better than fewer. Yes, it's easy to imagine that it's better to have more. Just like false gods give a taste of the eternal, but only in a fleeting way. A bit more or a bit less? What do you think? Which is more satisfying? For which do you long? And perhaps more to the point, which is more enlivening? These geological conversations come to you through the generous support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful products or services that you'll find beneficial in your clinical work. Need to fill up the appointments created by late cancellations? Jane can help with that problem. Mayway Herbs is celebrating the 55th year of their family business. You're invited to make use of their vast library of resources. Concerned about the health of Mother Earth? AccuFast Needles is doing something about that. You can too. And later in the show, listen for a special offer from Andrew Sturman on diet as medicine and the folks at Blue Poppy share some thoughts on the safety of herbal medicine. Do be sure to visit the sponsors page on the Geological website to take advantage of all the special offers our terrific sponsors have for listeners of the podcast. Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. 
Our family business turns 55 this year, and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit Mayway.com to find the perfect plum flower brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore whenever you need a break. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies, and enjoy bits of Chinese culture. This month, we're focusing on the treatment of various skin concerns like itchy skin and stubborn acne. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our skin health formulas this month too. Just visit Meiwei.com. This season and every season, trust Meiwei for your health and wellness needs. And as always, thanks for supporting Real Chinese Medicine. Change is never easy. This is evidenced by the fact that the scales weighing the number of people on the green side of change versus the number of people on the old, hard-on-the-planet ways of doing things are still way out of balance. Our planet is suffering, but our profession has an easier way to shift the scales. The founders of AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles started with a great needle and then created our industry's first eco-friendly packaging and reusable accessories. They also give back to nature by planting trees. I encourage you to challenge yourself to make the change. Ride the wave of spring yang chi and make the switch by joining me and the multitude of colleagues who made the change. Now you can celebrate Earth Month in April with pride knowing that you are helping us to tip the scales of planetary health towards a greener, healthier, and healing planet. Visit www.acufastneedles.com to get on board. You've probably already heard me here on the podcast share about Jane, my favorite all-in-one practice management software that helps you to run your practice online and manage no-shows. The team at Jane understands that life happens, and sometimes that means your patients are unable to make their scheduled appointment. If that's the case, a quick and easy way to fill those unexpected gaps in your day is by utilizing Jane's time-saving waitlist management features. You can take advantage of automated SMS text or email notifications to notify eligible waitlisted patients that there's an opening so they can easily scoop up an available time. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show or use the code CHEOLOGICAL for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Visit jane.app to get started today. I have a naturally wide contrarian streak. I get nervous when I find myself towards the top of the bell curve. I'd rather knock around at the weedy edges, travel the blue roads to a small town, purposely look where others are not. And so I've got a natural inclination to investigate non-mainstream methods. I'm curious about approaches to herbs and especially acupuncture that has not found its way into a textbook. So when a pal suggested I speak with Kubota Sensei, I was delighted when the email introducing us landed in my inbox. Kubota Sensei practices Ishizakuru, an old Edo style of acupuncture. It's partially informed by the influence of Western anatomy from a Dutch medical book which was brought to Japan in the 1730s, and it caught the attention of Ishizaka Sotensu, who was the court physician to the 11th shogun. 
as with other non-TCM streams of acupuncture, it invites us into thinking and working with the body in a different way. Let's get into this. Sensei, welcome to Geological. Thank you. Thank you. I love, as we were talking earlier, I love acupuncture. It's always so much fun to explore mm -hmm. the different techniques that we all have and, and to talk about this really incredible medicine. Mm -hmm. My friend David Angstrom introduced us and, and told me that you have a unique method of acupuncture, right? It's it's Japanese, yeah, which it's... you are, and but it's a bit different than than some of the other methods that we might have heard of, and yeah. that I should sit down and have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm curious to know something about this method. It's yeah. uh, Ishizakaru, yeah, and. First of all, I'm curious, how long have you been doing acupuncture now? 45 years. You've been at it for quite a while. <laughs> yes. So is this the method that you first learned when you were younger, or what did your original schooling look like? Yeah, after I finished uh, Meiji acupuncture school, I met uh, uh, three masters in Ishizaka Ryu. So mostly I learned from those three teachers. So school, you know, they don't, they don't teach like this anymore. And uh, most of the Japanese even don't know existing the, this Ishizaka-ryu. So it's an old traditional school, but mostly all die out and uh, all, all three, my teacher is all gone. So only me and teaching and whole world and few maybe student left in Japan and I taught some in America, few in my daughter, David and the other guy. So about three students I had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, how is this method different from what someone might have learned in traditional acupuncture school? How is Ishizakaru different from say TCM or maybe even some of the other Japanese acupuncture methods? Yeah, main difference is we focus on root cause of uh, all the disease. So we don't treat symptomatic things first. We treat whole body as a unit and we treat main energy flow and blood flow in the body, which is we call great chomai, but I'll uh, later talk to you about explaining. Great chomai is different than regular chomai, and it's a main energy flow in the whole body. It's uh, uh, that's the key, and we're gonna try to open up chi energy flow and the blood flow, and nerve flow, and all the flow in the whole body. So uh, that is. Uh, different and uh, it's uh, all the symptom will kind of dis disappear after you have the several treatment not several maybe maybe many many treatment then 
gradually they are some of symptom or disappear. So that's the different. So I think many acupuncture traditions share this idea that there's some kind of a root and yeah. and getting to the root is usually what we would like to do. And then there's the branch, often the symptomatic presentation that we work on. It sounds like with this method, treating the root is the most important thing. And you said that it that you're focusing on the Chong channel. Right. But it if I heard you correctly, it's different than the eight meridian Chong channel. How's it different? Yeah. It's, this is we lost in the history the main Chongmai. In the history, uh, Ishidaka they call uh, or uh, one bin uh, they got he got uh, uh, Naiching and uh, explain and uh, they use name Great Chongmai, which is mm -hmm. different than regular Chongmai. And I thought, what's what, what's a uh, Great Chongmai? So then I I uh, I find out it's the uh, energy flow in the whole universe, a whole body, human body, and whole the our Earth, every everybody, and uh, all the proton, electron, everything have same energy flow. That's uh, we call torus energy flow, which is mm. like uh, looks like a bagel you know bagel <laughs> like mm -hmm, donuts mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, whole universe have uh, same energy flow in and out this surface the donuts mm -hmm. and human body same things and uh, electron move in proton in and out same ways and uh, electromagnet field in the earth move same way Yes, I've, I've seen pictures of the, uh, I forget the name, is it the Van Allen belt or Van Allen belt or something? I've seen pictures of the, the energetic, like magnetic, and yes, yes, it is a torch. And if you see the picture of black hole, they have, mm. uh, uh, in the middle, have a axis, uh, the, like a tube kind of shape energy moving into the center of the uh, hole, black hole. Then uh, there is a disk or surrounded, then go out other way, so that uh, the axis center axis will, will call they call jet on the black hole. So when they go through that to the center, they create everything create at the center, than then like a lower than then in the human, and uh, a surrounded disk is the in yang disk go around. So like a vortex or a hurricane have a same shape, uh, have a hurricane, then have a center hole is a empty, empty. It has to be empty to move the energy flow. And if you close it up, close it up, that main energy flow in the center, uh, people get sick it, because energy not not gonna move you had to have a whole empty space to move uh, in yang energy go surround it go around it so uh 
the torus energy, torus is the donut shape, so you have a big hole in the middle. That's why they you, know, you can move they can move energy flow. So it's a human same thing. If it's main energy flow from by fu to fu fui in have a big hole, an energy hole, you know, goes through up and down the center. So if that clogged up, your whole body gets energy, not move. And the blood, uh, chi flow, energy flow, uh, blood flow, it's all stopped. So in order to open that center energy, great uh, chonmai, we call, you can use acupuncture, but uh, they can't go deeper to the center of the body because it's too deep. So we choose the next to the uh, chonmai. So we go surround it. So use a dumai or watojaji point or a brother marian to stimulate center energy flow on the chonmai. Then my, we use some hara point on the renmai and the kidney marian and uh, maybe stomach. So those mm -hmm. things will open up main energy flow and great chonmai. So that, okay. yeah. So. so let me make sure I've got this. I, and it's a lovely image. I mean, I get the image of the Taurus. I, I understand, you know, the hurricane, the tornado, the whirlpool. Uh, there's so many things where there, there is an empty middle, and yet everything moves around that empty middle. There's something very poetic in a way that there's emptiness at the center. So that's the, that I found from Lao Tzu, Dao Ji Qin. Yeah, he mentioned that chong. He used word chong three times in Dao Chi Chin. Mm -hmm. And the main, most important chapter was 42. Dao create one, one create two, two create three, three creates 10,000 things. Then three creates all the trouble in the world. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> so then after that, he say the Tens of things carry in and embrace yang. Then say they achieve harmony by combining these force. So they, they, he used uh, chong qi. Chong qi harmonize in yang, which is do mm -hmm. my and then my. Like he talking about in the body. So, but chong, chong qi harmonize in yang which is Chonmai is control whole body, 12 meridians and Chi flow and blood flow. So it's most important meridian is Chonmai, the modern Dumai or Lemmai or 12 meridians. So let me see if I understand. So when you're thinking Chonmai, yeah. To some degree, you're thinking the eight extraordinary meridian right. Chong Mai, right. the one in the very center, right. the sea of blood. Uh -huh. But you're thinking of you're thinking of it in larger terms than that. Right. Yeah. It also includes the Ren Mai. It also includes the Du. There's this this inner core channel. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, also another saying. Another part, uh, chapter four, he say Dao. Dao equal chong. Chong, mm. chong is Dao. I mean, you know, it's the same thing, empty. They call empty vessel, never fill. 
So uh, the DAO is the charm empty vessel. It is used but never filled. So empty cup or you know, empty cup, you can fill water. If it's full water, you can't put any more water. So uh, that's the, another ch chapter he used the charm. Then one more chapter, chapter 45. Uh, saying uh, same kind of thing, uh, the uh, great fillness seems empty. That's empty is used uh, he used uh, the chong, chong empty, hollow uh, tube. Yet cannot be exhausted. So that's uh, also called in chong is the tube shape, uh, empty space in the center of the body, right? So your work then, in a very fundamental way, focuses on keeping that emptiness right. in the center unobstructed. Right. So that's most important. Before we go with a brunch, 12 meridian or other meridians, otherwise you kind of put in a carriage before horse. You have yes. to, you have to work on deep deep roots. That's the roots. So often, mm. you know. Again, we have this term root treatment mm. in different acupuncture traditions and yeah. different traditions. It will often mean something different. Sometimes right. practitioners look to balance out the five phases, mm. or maybe they're looking to balance yin yang. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. in, in your perspective here is that there's this emptiness at the center that everything else, mm -hmm. because of that emptiness, the, the chi, yeah. the blood, everything can flow mm -hmm. unobstructed. Right. And so for you, that that's what the root is. Yeah. That's um, keeping that open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. You, know, you know, so often I think we want to help people mm -hmm. and we want to try to either give them something or take mm -hmm. something away from them. Mm -hmm. and, and our treatments are often not effective because mm -hmm. we've actually missed something in the beginning, right. yeah. which is getting the root mm -hmm. set properly. Yeah. Many people say root, they root treatment, but uh, doesn't go really deep, deep in the center. That's kind of missed it in uh, uh, history somewhere. So I kind of dig up uh, Lao Tzu again and find out, oh, what's he saying is a chumma, is a root, uh, almost equal to Tao. So you have to go back to that uh, original energy flow. So this is interesting too, because uh, so often we talk about looking at lines from the Nanjing or the Huangdi Neijing. It's it's not too often that I hear somebody quoting Lao Tzu yeah. in terms of looking at medicine. This Shu uh, En by uh, Wang Bin, it was Tilo, uh, the Neijing Shu En. And he, in the chapter one, he called seven times Lao Tzu, seven times. And mm. first mention, uh, chapter 42 in the second second line or third line. So that's a, of the Suwen. Yeah, Suwen. First chapter. That 
he see most important idea or philosophy or whatever they call uh, from came all the Xuan's philosophy or uh, theory came from Lao Tzu. Hello, everyone. Andrew Sturman here. I've been working with clients in Chinese medicine dietary therapy for over two decades in New York City. My focus is beautiful, simple, delicious, and health-supportive home cooking. Good meals can be inspired by the strategies of classic herbal formulas so that each meal is infused with medical intention from appetizer to dessert. This requires an understanding of the energetic properties of grains, vegetables, meats, fruits, and more, and knowing which foods are moistening, drying, building, clearing, warming or cooling, as well as their directionality. I've organized these teachings in my two-volume book series, Welcoming Food, where you can learn this theory, practice it in your own kitchen, and love doing so. See the positive reviews and incredible testimonials from practitioners and patients who've brought this material into their own kitchens. Welcoming Food Books 1 and 2 can easily be found online, and if you'd like to follow me on Instagram, where I'll be posting cooking tutorials, you can find me at Welcoming Food. Back to you, Michael. Thanks very much. Now, Kabota-sensei, yeah. this, this idea of the empty center, mm. is this part of the acupuncture tradition that you practice, or is this something that you've come to on your own through your... 45 years of experience. Yeah, part of uh, my my study in Isidakaru, but he, Isidakaru, they develop a treatment protocol for kind of stimulating the chomai in the center. Mm -hmm. So, but not really exactly he mentioned, but he used in the book, his book, he wrote about 40 books, but a couple of books he mentioned great chomai as a descending aorta mm, coming just coming from heart then go down the whole mm -hmm. body so that image like a chomai you know the, the, the you know, artery is a hollow tube so yes he, full of blood right, so blood and chi and blood go move together so he was kind of study western anatomy that point the time so he Try not to mention chi flow because you can't see it. <laughs> so, mm. but the blood flow you can see. It. And when you do dissect people, you see the tube, you know, bunch of tube mm -hmm. all over. Digestive tube, you know, blood tube and nerve tube. Those things you can, Western medical term, you can use. It. So that's why he chose as a uh, descending aorta. So he tried to go integrate. Uh, is Western medicine and Eastern, you know, uh, Oriental medicine. So I had to kind of make sense to both sides. So he he uh, told Western doctor uh, acupuncture, and when he was living, doctor from German, Siebel, uh, he's a German doctor, came to Japan that time 200 some years ago, and he taught Western medicine and anatomy, physiology, and all that surgery and stuff. but. So he was very interested in Ishidaka's idea in acupuncture because not just the original Chinese theory he is using, he using Western medical anatomy and physiology to put it together, integrate, trying to integrate. So 
So that's and this a, was over 200 years ago. Yeah, 200, 200 some years ago. So. That Ishizaka was integrating right. Western physiology with Eastern medicine. Right. So that's uh, uh, he was kind of knew uh, great chomai is a very important part of the body. So, so uh, yeah, one being was known too is because he used name great chomai in the first chapter and the suen, and when the woman seven plus seven fourteen they open up uh, remai and uh, great chomai he's, he mentioned. Mm -hmm to start period in the order can have a baby. Why he used great, <laughs> you know, not just the chom. So they have a hint. I had, oh, yeah, he is saying great chom. It is it's something, you know, bigger, big, and uh, use the kanji tight, like a big, but have a chom mm -hmm. in the middle. So bigger than, bigger than die, great. So it's bigger than da. It's like Thai, like 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 Thai Yeah, Thai So so it's like the great. Yes, the great. Chong. Yes. So yes, so, oh, yes. Kind of hint. I got hint from Lao Tzu and mm. Wang Bing and Ishidaka. So I came up this uh, idea that uh, Torah. I put the Torah's energy flow theory. Now all the Western, uh, you know, astro, astro physics people talk about uh, black holes and the uh, universe, how how the energy move, and they they, they start knowing the uh, Taurus flow and the whole universe and the whole. So everything in the universe is came from only one thing, one matter, single basic matter. So that's why all energy move same way, big macro to micro scale, and the yes. middle is the human. So oh, we have a torus energy flow in the whole body. We have actually three, but the heart and the brain and the intestines. So three. Are we in uh, ancient... So wait a minute, let me make sure I'm following this. You're saying there's, there's three separate torus-like flows that are part of the great Chong flow. Right. But the chong, great chong is uh, controlling whole body's energy flow. Yes. Right? And mm -hmm. the black hole that call the, they don't call chong, but uh, they call jet. And jet, mm -hmm. like a jet flow, energy flow. And the most powerful energy moves through that jet. Through the empty center. Right. And then go to center, yes. that's the black hole. And then create the whole universe and comes out to the other side to create white hole, become white hole. Okay. Now, I love this idea and it makes sense to oh. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, again, it's just thinking about how nature works. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking outside at some plants that my wife has planted and, and they're beautiful flowers. Mm -hmm. And at the center of these flowers, generally speaking, is an empty space. The stalk has an empty space in the yeah. center. Everything is a, uh, in a similarity in the nature of a yes. fractal and uh, shape, the same shape coming on in and all, all, all the time. Yes. And the torus energy flow is also like this. Uh, oh, toy. yeah. I'm, I, okay. I'm, you know what? Hang, hang on a second. Just, just hold that right up there. <laughs> 
because I am going to take a picture. Yeah, yes. Good. So that we can uh, mm. share this with right. uh, our, our our listeners. It'll be on the show notes page. Okay. Good. Got a picture of a Taurus <laughs> in front of us here from Kabota uh, Sensei. Yeah. Okay. So you you can buy yeah. this toy at uh, Amazon. You know, <laughs> you can buy it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, it, it it. So here's the funny thing. Yeah. It's a toy, but is it really right. a toy? Right. Or is it a map? Is it a map of the human body? Outside the twelve meridians. In, in, inside the middle is the chong, but uh, this yeah. it's a blocked up. Okay, so uh -huh. energy doesn't move. But if you put mm -hmm. the tube in the middle, okay, yeah, they move. Energy and, move. You see that? Oh yes, I do. Yeah. You know what? We're gonna have to take. I'm gonna have you later on. We're gonna make a, a little movie of this. <laughs> So that we can share it with yeah. people, because the, this image the, that you're showing me with this so-called toy, right. toy is a very interesting map yeah. of the meridians and uh -huh. how they interact. Yeah. So it it's using toy to make it easy to understand what's what's going on here. I see. Yes. <laughs> now, when you're working with people in clinic, mm. how do you assess the state of someone's mm. great chong? So let's come to you know how to diagnose or you know check the people's bodies blockage. So in Japan they use hand, left hand palpation. That's the main <laughs> hand will tell you where the blockage is. And main blockage usually build up around your spine. That's the focus point, and you you search both sides of the spine. And you will feel the blockage, you know, hardness in the muscle. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the, oh, yeah, this is a blockage. Then you go to the treat those things. Pretty simple. Uh, the hand diagnosis is the most primitive, but most accurate. <laughs> so not, uh, not like a pulse <laughs> or not tongue. They, they make... Uh, different decision in the post and a very famous study here in Japanese 10 Japanese post diagnosis authority and they checked the same person and they came up with 10 different answer so yeah mm -hmm. it could be very different if from one to one but the touching is a exactly way it is you can find and that's always my teachers say you your, te your <laughs> real teacher is your patient. That's of course. Yeah, that's a, a relationship you and your patient. That's that's all it is. Not from book, not from you know, video or something. You just uh, ask patient what's wrong in the touching. Uh, that's it. So. Mm -hmm. So when so you. You palpate the abdomen and you palpate the back. Yeah, back. Yeah, back is more important, not hara. Back is more yeah. important. Oh yeah, hara. Hara is more like uh, organs condition. You know, di digestive. You know, truck. You can check mm -hmm. liver, stomach, intestines, and uh, bladder maybe. But back shoe, everything connected to shoe point, uh, all the organs. You can tell. Mm -hmm. Then Watojaji point, they, uh, Isidaka very often use, always use this Watojaji point. And uh, 
there is a typically those blockage build up watojaji line or brother line. Sometimes do my, you know, if it's severe case, they go to the mm -hmm. both. So you just palpate yeah, along right. the, the actual vertebrae in that mm, case. So well, that's, uh, I think, more important than heart diagnosis. And uh, a lot of people kind of missed it, uh, kind of forgot about uh, shoe, shoe, back shoe diagnosis. Yeah. I think you might be the first person that I've spoken with who's said, back shoe diagnosis. I know that it's possible to palpate the back shoe points and, and sometimes that will tell you something. Sometimes, you know, areas will be gummy or they're weak or they're, you know, they're tight. But thinking about taking the back as a whole, mm. which it sounds like you're doing, mm -hmm. in the same way that I might palpate an abdomen yeah. or we might palpate a pulse. Right to see what the entirety of that back shoe mm -hmm. line has to say. Yeah. I, I, I have not, con I had not mm. considered it like that before. Mm. Yeah, that's very important. I hear that. Now, yeah, it's not a treat about use 90% back shoe point, back, back point, back shoe point, and Hara, maybe 10%. You know, uh-huh. Yeah. That is... Okay, so that's very different from some of the Japanese yeah. acupuncture I've been exposed right. to in the past. Yeah, mostly they focus on hara. Yes. Now, when you treat, when you do your root treatment, mm -hmm. I mean, what's that like? Are you are you needling the shoe points? Are you needling points on the extremities no. No. and looking for changes no. along uh, the shoe points? What, the what, what, what basic does it look like? Primary, we call primary treatment or something, all same. The user first started from left daijo, it's a brother 11, mm. mm -hmm. then go down the wato point, wato jaiji, all the way down to the sacrum. So you do the whole left side? Right. Then go to... Before you do the right side? Yeah, you can either way, you know, you can do the right side or left side. Usually I do people right on the right side down, then go left side wato point on the, you know, with a, they right on the sideway. Then they go mm -hmm. face down, they go to right side wato. Then uh, go turn other way, left side down to do right side wato point. Then turn over. So, so they're not just laying flat, they're laying on their side? Yeah. It's uh, important but, to practice. It's a uh, practicing. Well, I'm still practicing 45 years later, because some people they can't lie on the stomach. Uh, you know, right? So you have to practice uh, treating with the sideway. It's a little harder to do, but uh, you know, like a pregnant woman, I, I had a pregnant mm -hmm. woman. She can't lie on the stomach because. Of course. Pressing the yeah, baby. Some people with certain kinds of back pain mm -hmm. have trouble laying yeah. on their stomachs so, as well. Yeah, you have to practice uh, treating them sideways. And so you go all the way down from just outside of a dodgeway, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. You go all the way down to the, to the sacrum. The sacrum table. Then go up some of... Now, are you doing every single... Yeah. Shoe point or just certain ones that you feel? Wato point, mostly. Started, do all the watos. Yeah, started wato point. Then you can go to the shoe point later if you have time. <laughs> yeah. mm. 
short treatment, you can do it 30 minutes or more, more slide, or longer treatment, I do our treatment in the, uh, using Wato and brother and line two, line one. <laughs> so yeah, I had to use like a 800 point in our treatment. Okay, so this is a lot of points. Yeah. Are you putting needles and retaining them? Or are you putting it in, taking it out? What? It, so that's traditional way Japanese treated in it. And a lot of school, different school, Isidaka is one of them, uh, just to put in, tap it in, take it out, tap it in, take it out, tap it in. So first time goes very shallow, you know, like a sepi, you know, maybe two, three minute, millimeter, mm -hmm. then take it out, then go. So that's kind of uh, pre, you know, going deeper later, but uh, you make people relax. Uh, some people go to sleep already. So then you can go deeper later. And you, when you're doing, you call yudoshi, but in and out, in and out, you finding the blockage too, you know, diagnosis and treatment at the same time. Of course, yeah. This is one of the wonderful things about using palpation in our work is we can both assess and we can treat and we can check the effect of our treatment to see what's going on in real time. So you, you can tell when you're going loosening up muscles, get to relax and the people fall asleep. And, you know, so that's working, you know, that's the first, first step. Then uh, the brocage, we call cockage, hard nut in the muscle. That's blocking mm -hmm. the energy flow and the blood flow and nerve flow. So that's the aiming. We aim in the uh, opening up those blockage. It's a, mainly it build up toxic acids in the bodies. Uh, they get hard in the muscles. So most of the diseases, you know, mostly come from too much acid build up. Some kind of stagnation. Yeah. Sorry. So, and ten to uh, build up around the spine. That's the main spot. And hara, some hara, but uh, mostly if you open up uh, blockage in the, around the spine, that really help to people, you know, any condition. And, and again, this is the root treatment. Mm -hmm. It opens up the center of that torus. Mm -hmm. And, you know, tong shi bu tong, bu tong shi tong, as they say in Chinese, right? Where there, where there's openness, there's no pain. Where there's where there's pain, there's no openness, or maybe the other way around. Anyway, you you, you know my point that that we remove those obstructions, the system takes care of itself. Now, you put you're just tapping the needles in. Hmm. Do you stimulate them at all? Do you, are you looking for a sensation? First, uh, very shallow. Saying you, you, we use a tube and tap it in, then to take a tube mm -hmm. out, then go push a couple of times, put, put, you know, just mm -hmm. a one millimeter, two millimeter, go, but we don't twist, never twist. Never twist. No, uh, we do jump, 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 like a bird, twitching bird kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's less painful. If you twist it, it hurts, you know, it kind of stick to the muscle and the painful when you pull, mm -hmm. pull muscle. So we never twist it. We just go, pump, pump, you know, just uh, you just you just, you just go up and down. Right, you just yeah, kind of yeah. pack with so, it. So then take it out. So that's first step. You know, shallow, very three millimeter and a sepi, then maybe two, two, three millimeter. And so total, maybe five millimeter deep. Mm -hmm. Then take it out. 
left side, right side. <laughs> you, you can it, do simplified, you know, if you yeah. have. Oh no, no, this this, yeah. this sounds good. Yeah. I've got I've got a patient coming in. <laughs> Interestingly enough, I don't usually work on a Wednesday afternoon, which is when we're talking. But I just got a call, concussion, blah blah blah. Yeah. Uh, you know, long time patient. So it's like, of course, come in yeah. and um, and and I'm thinking, wow, concussion. Mm-hmm. Well, golly, if we could just open up the flow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This, 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 I'm, I'm very curious now to get this person on my table mm. and see how it feels along the Huato Jaji points. Yeah. I, I have not considered this before for 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 concussion. I'm very curious now. You can work on the neck point, point you know, what tall point, mm-hmm. and go up. You can use a scar point, any any scar point too. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. opening up the uh, neck, the blood flow to the brain, it'll help all, all around the neck. Started the what tall. Right, so like the stomach points and the the gallbladder points. Go go to the front. So those things help uh, blood flow to the you know brain. So mm-hmm. that should you know help too. And uh, well, scalp, I do some scalp acupuncture. Uh, uh, Japanese doctor Yamamoto, they did uh, embedded some scalp acupuncture. But uh, they, yeah, sometimes I use those too. Two basic misconceptions stand in the way of people feeling comfortable using Chinese herbal medicine, even as they are feeling more positive about acupuncture. They are concerned about safety as herbal medicine is an unregulated industry and feel herbs are not effective to treat most conditions. Blue Poppy is committed to meeting all FDA safety regulations. All of their herbal products contain minimal or no filler to maximize potency and efficiency. Their granules are carefully manufactured in GMP certified facilities and every batch is tested multiple times for pesticides, heavy metals, and microbial content at the manufacturer and by SGS Laboratory, a Swiss certification and inspection company. For over 20 years, Blue Poppy has made quality and safety manufacturing standards their biggest priority, resulting in exceptionally effective herbal formulas. Their years of experience provide you with the best possible herbs so your patients have the best possible outcomes. With free shipping and free dropship service on orders over $50, Blue Poppy should be your favorite place to shop for herbs. Use the code CHI2024 to receive 10% off Blue Poppy products on your next order. So this is the root treatment, doing these huatojaji, or you could do the the, the first bladder line. Mm -hmm. What do you do after that? Is there is there other treatment? Maybe there's something symptomatic or or something specific. Yeah, then I, I finish back and then go to Hala. So do the remind, mm. then kidney meridian uh, on the Hala, then uh, maybe stomach. Those are, but the, don't go deep. You know, a front side very shallow. You just kind of checking uh, any blockage on the organ. Uh, Sometimes, if you find it, you can go a little longer to kind of go up and down, then kind of try to loosen up. But most of the people, you know, off, not oftenly I found those uh, tumor or blockage in the stomach. You know, if somebody has cancer, maybe, but uh, uh, regular patient, I see very, you know, mostly a little bit too soft side. You know, back is get hard, 
then opposite in yang so yang side get hard but the front is very chubby or soft so mm-hmm. it's kind of trying to get balance you know back side get softer and the front side make a little bit uh, shrink in the front yes now do you check the hara before you check the huato jaji in the back or you or do you just go right to the huato jaji to the watojaji first yeah so watojaji first yeah and and the treatment you go hara and check the hara yeah mm-hmm. that's my yeah kind of way uh sequence i guess uh, the, hmm. okay um and again so i love this idea i'm just sitting here thinking about yeah. again the image of the taurus is yeah. very compelling mm-hmm. Uh, partly because we do see it all over the place in yep. nature, right. and partly yep. because it, it just kind of makes sense mm-hmm. that there's this core around which the other acupuncture meridians yep. are all connected, so, interwoven, really, when you think about it. I read this uh, Daniel Spark. Oh, the spark yeah. in the machine. It's really also I learned from his idea about... Uh, the some guy doctor in America, I think, a surgeon, study with the salamanders. They amputate uh, salamanders' limb. They mm-hmm. regrow arm or leg easily. Salamander. Salamanders are amazingly regenerative creatures. Yeah, cut their leg off, they make a new leg. So he, this doctor, uh, I forgot the name, but he measures the. Uh, uh, Electro energy in the surface or the cut part, they mm-hmm. change the uh, positive to negative minus elect- minus energy flow, and they so the minus energy electron is the heating energy. So they draw blood and they change the blood cell to basics come back embryo stem cell then they rebuild re- rebuild the arm or leg from blood but they draw minus electron draw the blood to the parts they switch to stem cell they grow back and he measure those energy flow just identical to meridians move and so he can prove meridian from his machines from uh, checking the energy flow yeah so now i i know for some people it's really important to you know objectively air quotes here prove that meridians exist um i know for myself I've kind of given up on trying to prove their existence uh-huh, uh-huh. because I've found that if I work and act and think mm. as if they were there, mm. it seems to be helpful to my patients. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're there. I mean, it's uh, really hard to prove scientifically. So I just. Uh, yeah, but, but do we actually need to prove it scientifically? No, no, not necessarily. I don't think. You just. Uh, you see whole nature is you, know, you see the energy flow on the flower or you know just uh, everything is a uh, have a, a spiral torus mm-hmm. energy flow then that's create uh, everything in the nature so 
it's proving nature is already proving. So it's a you know kind of I don't think necessary and to go through that. And um, another things acupuncture how this work is the when you put the needle in, they draw the electron because antenna, right? Your antenna mm -hmm. draw electron. And also, if you <laughs> drill the hole in the body, like a well, that also draw electron too. So two ways, the antenna draw uh, electron, then uh, drilling the hole to the body also do bring the, is a because called doctors say, current of injury. When you cut skin, in current of injury start, that's the minus electron comes to, then heal, trying to heal the cut. So that's happened in the salamander too, the big scale. Mm -hmm. So human does same thing. When you uh, have a needle stuck in the body, is a needle uh, antenna that draw the electron. Then when you drill the hole, <laughs> also the, uh, draw the electron too. So the two way. So uh, people did the study on Earth. Earth acupuncture, you know, they, they do and uh, stick a bamboo pole in the earth or drill the well and they bring a cold angel current. And when angel current is making those torus energy flow each needle site. So when you put the hundreds of needle in and out a hole, each you have a small mini Taurus energy flow start. So that's why you use more okay. <laughs> number. So, so so let me make sure I've got this. Yeah. I, I love the image. I love the image. So we've got the great Chong, which is yeah. this um, sort of tube through the middle of us. Yeah. Acupuncture, yeah. if I'm understanding you correctly, yeah. has, has a very sort of weak, weak's probably not the right word, a subtle, electric impact in that it brings negative electrons to the area being treated. Negative electrons are associated with regeneration as they discovered with this the salamander experiments. And we can even think of a little energy flow each time you put a needle in yeah that you're creating a little mini torus, there's an energy exchange that's happening that is three-dimensional. Right, three-dimensional. And it kind of spins around itself. So it's amazing. This is all uh, scientists figured uh, all the three-dimensional image on the black hole, and all of that helped to understand how exact uh, three-dimensional energy flow, you know, not uh, just a mm -hmm. flat, paper, you, you can kind of understand, but uh, if you have a 3D image, it's really, you know, kind of understand. Three-dimensional <laughs> energy flow. Yeah. It's uh, all, everything in the nature, like a tree. Tree is a torus. They are trunk and they have a rim and the root. Sure. And they go, whoo, yes. you know, like uh, making torus. Uh, you know, now that you mention torus it. Torus shape. <laughs> yes. I, I, I cannot see the roots of the trees in my front yard that I'm looking out on but I can see the top of the tree. I can imagine the root 
And yes, it is a torus shape. Right. <laughs> so this is all over the place. Uh, so you can do acupuncture in the earth to heal the earth. <laughs> to well, you know, they've got a, a big, uh, I don't know if it's big, but I think they've got this uh, kind of art project. Mm. I think it's in Portland, Oregon, oh. where they've got these giant acupuncture needles that are <laughs> okay. sticking in the earth. You know, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an art project, but maybe it's more. No wonder Portland's so popular. Ours is a living thing, too, like a human does. Of course. So you can do acupuncture. Yeah, that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they can improve soil quality. And then vegetable grow better when you do acupuncture on <laughs> the earth. Yeah. Let's did a study. You know, they did that study. And yeah. What, now, what study is this? It's called uh, scientists in Japanese scientists. He studied this ancient Japanese Kototama language. And oh. yeah, it's a. Now, wait a minute. Kotatama, isn't that also an acupuncture yeah. um, tradition as well? Yeah. They Oh, yeah. They all came from Kotatama uh, tradition. They they have a healing practice, like a, using energy from hands, palm mm -hmm. healing, or Reiki. They, or, and now they changed the name to Jinshin or Reiki, but they all came from uh, energy hand healing in uh, ancient Japan. Thousand, ten thousand years ago, that's the original of uh, uh, healing practice. Then went to uh, ama massage, you know. Uh, then went to using tool, well, that's a stick or stone, and then going to needle. That's all the original Japanese acupuncture. All came from hand energy healing. Now, in your work. I understand you use needles, and you've already mm. spoken with us about how you use them, kind of a bird pecking mm. sort of motion. Not a lot of stimulation, yeah. just a little. Mm -hmm. Do you also use your hands in some way yeah. in terms of moving chi or, or interacting with the body beyond simply palpation? I created own technique. You right hand picking up and down that's not twisting mm. but you can use left hand to i usually i kind of pinch the skin to put up mm. then put the needle in the middle then you make a clockwise circle that make a torus mm. energy flow that that's the most powerful acupuncture i ever seen you, you break up any hardness, and when you do this with a chi, you're, you're using hara and dandan energy, not the muscle power, mm -hmm. but go like this, because you use bo whole body to kind of circle around. And Right, so so this motion that you're doing with the pecking, and then you're, like your oshide, oshide yeah. is, is, uh, is actually moving the tissue, but it's not that your hands are moving. It's that your hara is moving, and so everything's moving, including your Not hands. Not just a finger, you know. Uh -huh. Yeah. Then a lot of people use uh, just a finger to, you know, uh, seppi, you know, cut the skin. But that's not way mm -hmm. you do. You just go like a whipping. Use the whole body to whip to put the needle in with a tube. 
So that's uh, way much less painful. You know, you just don't feel it, it because so quickly it's insert and in, under the skin. But if you do like this finger, <laughs> finger, it's painful. Mm -hmm. it's sting, make it more sting. You know. But if your finger is attached to your hand and your hand is attached to your arm. Yeah. And your arm is attached to your shoulder, which is attached to your mm -hmm. spine, which is attached to your hurrah. Right. And the motion comes from the hurrah, then oh. the needle's painless. Yeah, it's most powerful, really, mm. because it's the whole body. You know, that's uh, my teacher. Uh, I, I, I always say you watch teacher way, you know, distance. So you see whole body, the movement. You know, not just a finger. They they don't use a, just a finger. You just <laughs> whole body is kind of you know yes. wobbling. So yeah, this think, make um, a much more chi energy go through that uh, to the needles. Okay, I wanted to uh, switch the subject just a little bit. You were generous enough to send me some articles, oh, yeah. which I've read over the past week, mm -hmm. and one of the things that you talk about is working with the lymph uh -huh. and working with the fluids. And, and that really got my attention, partly because I've been doing some different study oh. and the body fluids really have my attention mm -hmm. these days. Yeah. And so I'm curious to get your, your thoughts mm -hmm. on the lymph fluid, yeah. how we can work with it, mm -hmm. what it does mm -hmm. from an acupuncture yeah. point of view and and how working with the fluids can help our patients. Well, ancient they call ki ketsu sui, you know, water, blood, and the chi. Those three mm. have to be opened up. So sui is a you know fluid, body fluid. So when you do acupuncture like this, uh, you you will stimulate the whole three things. Then you will affect uh, the lymph uh, fluid too because uh, everything connected is just not just completely separate three things, you know, just the blood and chi go move through together and the limpers kind of go with the other. So it'll be stimulate the chi flow and blood flow and the lymph flow too, because uh, then kind of also uh, detoxified and neutralize all the po toxic poison build up in the blood, blood circulation or lymph uh, uh, grand. So it's the uh, uh, acupuncture is a detoxification, detoxification is the whole body. Right? So, so, so you think of the, the limp in the fluid as the mechanism for the body's detoxification. So everything, when the acids build up in the blood or limp, they clogged up mm. because uh, when you uh, eat acid foods like uh, meat, dairy, sugar, uh, they uh, your blood, water, liquid, and uh, blood flow get thicker, much kind of stickier, sticky mm -hmm. fluid in the blood. They clogged up in the artery or limper fluid, limper, yeah, vein. So I think we often call this dampness. Yeah. So that's yeah mucus or whatever. They all acidic foods. It's causing sugar, dairy, meat. So those three is the main thing. But the most uh, uh, acids is made from medicine, chemical 
so a lot of we ingest a lot of chemical things that's mostly acidic to build up so that's a new kind of things people have to go through detox all the chemical and food so for you then the way that a person eats is very important. Oh, yeah, that's the most basically health. I study macrobiotic and all of that. So I know very important. And um, it's a balance. You know, you have to have a yin-yang both on then acid alkaline foods both too. To balancing is the you. <laughs> you you the one the center. You choose uh, should I eat uh, in food or should I eat young food or should I eat acid food or should I alkaline? You you have a choice. But uh, people really kind of forgot uh, which which one is most healthier, you know, which ones kinda of make you sick. <laughs> so they eat uh, all, all kind of stuff, but uh, it kinda of hard pinpointing which one should maybe not so eat too much. So basically, acid foods. A lot of people don't mention much, but some doctors say, "Yeah, if you alkalize your whole body, this you know get healthier." That's the truth. So you're you're a fan of of alkaline foods, alkaline fluids, trying to reduce the the acidic balance of the body. So any I see is like. Blockage, cockets, we call kori or cockets, and hardening mm-hmm. in the muscle or organ. That's basically all acidic things build up. Okay, so this is this is why sometimes you, you can palpate somebody. It could be their back, it could be their leg, their arm. I mean, all kinds of places. And there's all these little nodule like things right. that's a acid so from your point of view this is an area of acid buildup yeah. that's right so needle can loosening and bring a heating energy electron then the blood new blood is come and carry out all the acids blood mm-hmm. now you mentioned that you have a, a few students you've also mentioned at the beginning of our conversation that this uh, Ishizaka, who this method of treatment that you have, you know, it's old Japanese method, mm-hmm. but not taught so much. Are you teaching it these days? Are there classes that you give? How would people find out more? Bunch of seminar in the past, and uh, I wrote a bunch of article and uh, some book, and I'm teaching starting October new uh, cities at the uh, Taoist tradition, Chinese Medical Arts College in Asheville. Mm. So October, uh, five, like a five week, uh, once a week for the, like a two hour session for five week. That's the one cool. Uh, then another 10 hour and another 10 hour. So 30 hour course uh, starting October. Then maybe ne- new New Year next year, starting second one and the third one. The, Okay, wonderful. I will be sure to put some information on the show notes page. So people that have been listening to this who were interested in finding out more about the the great Chong and uh, these fantastic Taurus energy flows uh, can maybe learn to do some of this work themselves. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, 
my mission. <laughs> this is my run from my three master, and they all die, so they can teach. So that's my part to pass on to new generation. That's my uh, work. Uh, so thank you. Although. This is a life cycle, really, mm. of an acupuncturist. We we learn it, mm. we practice it, we pass it along. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, Kabota Sensei, thank you so much for making a little time to talk with me today. I, I am very excited to go into clinic yeah. and start palpating the, the Huato Jaji points. Mm -hmm. Yeah, try and, and see what I see. It's not something I've done before, so I'm curious to see what I find. So they will tell you, <laughs> tell you, you know, okay. what's what's uh, what's wrong there. <laughs> I will go and listen yeah. carefully. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much. No I loved Kubota Sensei's attention to the empty middle around which hurricanes, whirlpools, and black holes spin, that there is a potent stillness in the midst of movement, and that the human body, yes, we too reflect that. I'm not versed in his treatment methods, but taking this idea and beyond that, giving attention to the stillness that holds the center for movement, where Ever we happen to find that, that seems like an invitation to take my attention away from the 10,000 things and instead put it in the place of more what in the Tao Te Ching, the old one called the Valley Spirit, the stillness that underlies and supports activity. There is something deeply potent about stillness. Thanks as always for listening. If you liked this conversation, if you learned something new or found a moment of inspired insight, share the episode with your friends. If you want to support Geological, there's just one way to do that. It's by going to the website and becoming a member or leaving a one-time contribution today. Well, folks, that's it for today. Join us again next Tuesday for another conversation that connects up the voices of our community.